Hey guys and gals, it's me, your host, T Hart. I want to welcome you to the my very first episode of my very first show, Frankly Speaking. It's a show primarily about sports, but I will dive in any topic that needs to be addressed. My goals are to share my opinions and thoughts on happenings around the world. As each show ends, I will try to provide a spiritual or motivational quote to try to uplift and build, because that's what it's all about, reaching back giving back and trying to help our fellow man out regardless skin race color creed sex or national origin now i'll tell you a little bit about my bio i'm texas born and raised i'm very fortunate to have traveled many places around this world via the military i am a sports junkie my wife says i'm too busy for her because every time one season in another season starts and i'm right there ready to watch First things first. So in case I slip up later and I'll let you guys call me out on it, I'll invite you to call me out on it. Here are my teams. There's no wavering on this, except I got one question. But other than that, there's no wavering. Football, Denver Broncos, since 83. I got two words for you. We back. I got two words for you. Russell Wilson. I got two words for you. Get your popcorn ready. The championship is coming back to the Maha City, baby. Baseball, Texas Rangers, they suck. Golf, the GOAT, Tiger Woods. And my little lad love, Sergio Garcia. And the new Dallas, Dallas homegrown, Jordan Spieth, is my new current favorite. And basketball, oh boy. This is the one that hurts. The San Antonio Spurs. They suck. They too busy drafting Euro guys. They do Euro steps. I need me a, a down-home person from the ghetto that can get foul and enjoy it. Not all this Euro stepping and flopping and all this stuff. We need some ghetto guys out there playing basketball. That's what I'm talking about. But those are my teams. Football, Denver Broncos, baseball, Texas Rangers. Golf, Tiger Woods, Sergio, and Jordan Spieth. Basketball, the San Antonio Spurs. If you hear, ever hear me slip up or sound a little shaky on that, you can call me out. Now, as it pertains to the Dallas Cowboys, I don't hate them. My mom is a huge Cowboys fan. God rest her soul. And most of my family are Cowboy fans. So I don't hate them. I just don't care if they lose. I don't care. Takes me not one way or another. And also the 49ers. Oh, these are this is, that's one of my most most obnoxious fan bases that get on my nerves is the 49ers because I don't think they won one since '94, and that's not even me googling it or looking it up. I think it's something like that. They talk about cowboy fans, but hell, they had won one since the Cowboys, so it's kind of crazy. I don't know what we're going to do with them. But that's a little bit about myself. Just some light, you know. I don't want to get too deep into it. But I just, I'm just excited for this opportunity. I'm excited to uh, get involved on this new venture. Gives me a platform. I got a lot of people, family, friends that say I love to talk. And I do. Love to hear myself talk. And I do. And I think I know a little bit about something. From experience. From reading 
from scouring um, the news cycle. I try to stay pretty versed on everything that's happening around the world. Um, no matter the sport, I mean, soccer, I'm on it. Now, cricket, you got me on cricket. I don't know what they're doing over there in India and Africa and Australia. I can't do the cricket stuff. I don't want, I don't get it. I don't quite understand it. But rugby and all that, I, I'm on top of it. I'm on top of it. I guess I don't think anybody know how to do curling. I don't even understand that. Why would you throw a, a brick or a stone and try to knock another brick? It's like shuffleboard on ice. I can't get into it. I never watch it. Just don't understand it. So that's a little bit about me. Um, what I'm going to do, I'm going to take a little break and then we'll come back. And I'm only going to be doing 30 to 45 minute shows. There are studies out there that say you can only keep a human brain focused for max of 45 minutes. That's why most classes are in 45 minute blocks. I myself, I'm good for about 20 to 25 minutes. So I will have breaks in between segments to keep it fresh. Now something that's on my mind is why is football captivated the United States? When I was pitching ideas for a show, I was skeptical of, of just focusing on sports, fearing I would lose the female fan base. But I got to tell you, women may not can tell you how to be the cover two zone or what quarters coverage is, but they sure are a damn passionate fan base. And the crazy thing about it, football has become year-round. We're getting ready to get into free agency. And we've already had several dominoes to fall. And free agent hasn't even begun yet as I'm recording this episode. And it is crazy. It has definitely become a quarterback league. And I'll give you an example of my favorite team that I talk about, the Denver Broncos. When we had Peyton Manning, we were good. When he left in 2016, we hadn't been any good since. And... Being that it's a, it's basically a microcosm of society, you know, we we are a microwave generation right now. We want everything instant, drive through. Everything is fast. Amazon next day, same day shipping. Just look at what the Los Angeles Rams just did. By far, Les Snead, the general manager for the Los Angeles Rams, got the T-shirt of the year. F them picks. F them picks. It's kind of like ladies, you know, you, you want to marry a guy for his potential. Can you really predict somebody's potential, though? And that's what they do every year in the draft. You buy, you get this quarterback, and you, you say, oh, man, he got potential. And the teams fall in love, and they just fall apart and break your heart. Baker Mayfield, for example. That's a good example. Baker Mayfield, oh, my God. But just think about that. And you got to have a quarterback. If you don't have a quarterback, your team don't have a chance. And when I was talking about football this year round, we've been talking about Aaron Rodgers, I think, for two years. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous, the news coverage. 
And then all of a sudden he says he's going to stay in Green Bay. And then it wasn't even 30 minutes later, uh, Denver announced they had struck a trade with Seattle to gain Russell Wilson. And now with this draft class coming up, looking weak as it's looking, you got Pickett out of uh, Pitt, Malik Willis out of Liberty. I think that's a Bible university. I don't even know what that is. And Matt Corral was in the SEC. Only thing he's known for is getting hurt and being tough. That's your draft class. And then they say in free agency, you're looking at Carson Wentz, who's been traded to the Washington Commanders. We'll talk about that later, the damn Commanders. They talk about Mitchell Trubisky, really? Mitchell Trubisky? The only bright light coming up now, being that Deshaun Watson won't face criminal charges, is your team need to hope they can get Deshaun Watson. That's how slim this is this year for quarterbacks. And I can tell you now, whoever your team may be, if you don't have a quarterback, you might as well start watching basketball because your football team is going to pretty much suck. Pretty much suck. Feel free to email me on that if you got any challenges or questions about that. Because that is pretty much true. That's what's happening now. And they reach and it's potential. We're trying to marry potential. I think, um, and I can speak to my team. We went through like eight or nine quarterbacks since 2016 to try to find a starter that's good, a starter that can be competitive in the league. They're just hard to find. Look at the big leap that Josh Allen took, how mediocre he was his rookie year and his second year, but this year he grew exponentially with his passing percentage, his yards, and his running ability. Man, that dude's the truth. He is the truth. And my favorite quarterback this year is Justin Herbert. I believe that guy got a lot of talent. It was amazing what he did in that wild card game this year. Pushing that team to overtime like that. Joe Burrow. I just think Joe Burrow went to Louisiana, got turned out, and he came out a new man. He came from Ohio. He took, went down there to Louisiana, got some of that gumbo and that swamp and that hot sauce. And one of them girls put that hoodoo on him, and he got hoodooed up. And that dude got more swag than a little bit. I mean, it is ridiculous, all the drip that that guy got. It's amazing. It's it's crazy. But that's something that you got to remember. If you don't have a quarterback... You might as well move on to the next your next season, your next league, because football is not it for you this year. But to my main point, I think the, the haves and the half nots, I think that's why football has captivated it. Um, you got fantasy sports. You got sports betting now. You got a, a, a bunch of different things that's bringing the, ca- uh, excuse me, the casual fan to the game much more than us diehards that's going to come regardless. Now that you bring in, you brought fantasy in, you brought this betting. Now it's people that just like to make money and they're going to capitalize on that. And that's going to increase the fan base a lot. So I don't know what basketball, baseball going to do. I don't even mention baseball. I don't know what they're going to do. I don't know what they can do. LeBron's getting old. Um, Kevin Durant, uh, I mean, he right behind him. I just don't see what the league NBA is going to do to catch up. The gap between the NBA and football 
it's starting to look like the Grand Canyon. I'm telling you. And I don't know if it's because of the long season. I don't know what it is. But football got it figured out. NFL football. I'm not talking about this USFL that's getting ready to come on and the XFL and Arena Bowl and Canadian and all this. I'm talking about the NFL, the big boy league. They got it figured out. I don't know. But definitely email me, fspeaking04, fspeaking04 at gmail.com with your thoughts and opinions on that. So I'll be very interested to see what you guys think about that, man. Um, Football is, I mean, it's a billion-dollar industry based with the TV money that they're getting. And now you got Amazon trying to creep into the mix. All these different streaming services trying to creep in there and, and put a chink in the armor of Fox and NBC. So it's it's just a it's become a bit more. And the money, I think the salary cap this year is like two point two billion, something like that. So I mean a salary cap for each team. And that's crazy. That's crazy. So I don't know. But what I do know is it's the number one sport in America. Kids love it. Women love it. Men love it. And it's not going to change for any time to come. That's what I that's what I say. But anyway, I'll be ready to hear your thoughts and opinions. So I'm going to get ready to take a break and I'll come back at you in a few. guys i'm back let's talk about deshaun watson deshaun watson the strange for lack of a better term quarterback of the houston texans well if you hadn't heard the judge ruled that he would not be receiving any criminal charges for the 22 civil suits that's filed against him for inappropriate conduct and sexual assault very interesting Let's look at it. How did we get here? How did we get here? So it was approximately a year ago that a Houston attorney named Tony Busby filed multiple civil lawsuits against Deshaun Watson, accusing a quarterback of sexual assault and inappropriate conduct, in which Watson vehemently denied from the start. So you know, once that happened, once they put that out, the world went in a frenzy because if you don't know, for the listeners that don't know, Deshaun Watson was one of the top top five quarterbacks in the league at his time with a promising career. He had just signed a $160 million deal with the Houston Texans. But what happened? What happened with all that? So he signed his deal, and shortly thereafter, that's when we had the George Floyd incident and the uprising or the – voices being displayed 
call to action, if you will, for Black Lives Matter. During the course of that, Deshaun Watson displayed, displayed excuse me, some dis, disagreements with his ownership. Cal McNair, the owner of the Houston Texans, uh, they have strong ties to the Republican Party, and uh, specifically Donald Trump. And I, I can't knock him for that. You know, you, you vote for who you vote for. You like what you like. Republican, Democrat, that's not my worry. But apparently Deshaun Watson had an issue with some of the issues that Cal McNair supported or what he believed. And so he chose not to pay for, play for that organization any longer. What's really interesting, when Deshaun Watson asked to be traded from the organization, and they would have been guaranteed a few uh, first-round picks and a top quarterback. Matter of fact, the Miami Dolphins were ready to send them their starting quarterback and several first-round picks of the upcoming draft for years to come. But Houston didn't want to do that. They chose to go the route to of smearing this man's name. Smearing his name. And when I mean smearing his name, the word on the street was that Cal McNair, the owner of the Houston Texans, and the Tony Busby were neighbors. Can't, can't, can't verify that for sure, but where that rumor came about was from back in 2014, Tony Busby took out billboard, billboard ads, excuse me, saying, hey, neighbor, we should draft Johnny Manziel. Of course, we see how that turned out. And from that point, people associated them with a close relationship. They they were acquainted, but I can't prove that they were close. That they were drinking lemonade in the backyard and was talking about Deshaun Watson, but it's just mighty strange if you don't know Deshaun Watson, and I don't know him personally, but just through media reports and all of we heard about him coming from, he's from Georgia, but coming to University of Clemson, he's been squeaky clean all the way through. Even up until he's got his deal, that was that was one of the things about Deshaun Watson that he was a good character person. His his um, standards were high. He was extremely helpful and charitable in the community. I mean, he was just well beloved in Houston. And then when he asked for the trade, it all went away. Now I'll be remiss if we didn't make sure that we pay respect to the. Uh, ladies that file the sexual assault claims, uh, it's too often the victim get blamed in this, no matter if you're male or female. Uh, a victim is a victim, and the burden of proof is not on the victim. The burden of proof is on the uh, alleged assailant. So we have to be careful that we don't disrespect those uh, young ladies that was involved in that. But when the lawsuit was initially filed, there were a few, I don't know the exact number, I didn't look that up, but I know it ended up with 22 ladies filing some sort of inappropriate conduct and sexual assault against Deshaun Watson. And you know those saying, where the smoke, there's fire. But what's interesting is that Deshaun Watson, a black man, a black quarterback, millionaire, was willing to go to court to be judged by 12. So he he stood on his own to was it 10 toes down saying that he was innocent the whole time. 
and he was ready to fight. And they did a good job of not letting him get in the press cycle and talking too much, letting us too much into his thoughts. And so we wouldn't be scrutinizing and analyzing everything that came out of his mouth. I think his legal team did an excellent job at doing that. And so if everything was going to play out, it, not in the media, not in the court of public opinion, but in a courtroom in Harris County. And this past Friday, we got that. A grand jury decided that there was no evidence. There was not enough evidence to charge Deshaun Watson criminally. Criminally. Now, how huge is that? What that means is he will not face any jail time. Now, he is still liable or culpable for the 22 counts of is a civil lawsuits against him. And he's still going to fight that. He could, and he, he may settle. He may. I'm not going to say that power of persuasion just to get it over with. But at this point in time, it, the statement released to the press is, we're going to go to court and we're going to fight this all the way through. The job's not done. Now, that needs to tell me something just, something just ain't right. But I'm pulling for the brother. I hope he can make it through this. And you watch how the media flip. Just since the news broke that he won't be facing criminal charges, he has gained interest from several teams in the league, the Saints, the Panthers. I know the doggone Washington Commanders hate they traded for Carson Wentz now. Watch the Colts in this deal. So they're really just a quarterback away. I mean, like, like you heard in my earliest commentary, if you don't have a quarterback, you don't have a team. And Deshaun Watson is the golden goose of quarterbacks that's available right now. And if you can get Deshaun Watson, you'd give up whatever you could to get him. If you didn't have a few quarterbacks in the league, especially on the NFC side, who has no quarterbacks. But we're hoping and praying that he can do, come out of this pretty, pretty much clean. And the vicious assault that was on his name, it was just, you know, and that's what the media is supposed to do. They, it's just, it was spinning out of control, you know. Uh, he was prosecuted. He was attempted to be prosecuted according to public opinion, and they ran his name through the ringer. Um, a, a lot of the ladies chose not to be um, identified. They wanted to remain anonymous to the public, which is, that's fair. I understand because you got, Fanatics out there, there was a diehard Deshaun Watson fans. You got fanatics that are diehard Houston Texas fan, and they have to protect their image and their likeness, so they have to be careful. But for right now, Deshaun Watson is on the market, and if your team needs a quarterback, he's a heck of a quarterback to get. I tell you. So, what are your thoughts on that? Feel free to email the show. Like I said, fspeaking04 at gmail.com, fspeaking04 at gmail.com. I want to thank you guys for riding with me on my first episode. It's, it's going to get better. Uh, I got video capabilities coming soon. I'll get more comfortable and more relaxed. And I just wanted to get this out, get the jitters out. I appreciate all the love and support. Um, Wherever way you get a chance to listen to this podcast, make sure you please um, get your views, rate it, like it, dislike it, thumbs up, thumbs down. 
either way, do something with it, okay? Uh, I also want to tell you that at the end of every show, I'm going to try my best to do a motivational quote or inspirational quote or a spiritual quote, but I'm going to leave you guys with something every every week. Um, the quote I'm going to read now is from an actor, actress, Audrey Hepburn, a great actress in the 50s. Um, I'm going to read that quote to you. It struck a chord with me. And just remember to keep dreaming, guys. The quote goes, Nothing is impossible. The word itself says, I'm possible. Nothing is impossible. The word itself says, I'm possible. Thank you for joining me. I'll be looking forward to you hearing from you guys and I'll have a new episode up next Friday. I'm going to try to be consistent and give you the content you need. Feel free to email the show fspeaking04 at gmail.com. And if you got topics you'd like to hear discuss, send it in and we'll look at it and see if it's something we can tackle. All right, guys, have a good one. Peace.